This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Visit SmartGolfDeals.com for promotions and savings. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Good morning, Canada. Golf Talk Canada coming to you. Zacchino in home studio. Adam Scully sitting in this morning for Weeksy in home studio. Good morning, Skulls. We have a ton to get to. How you doing, brother? Where do you think Bob is this morning? My guess is he he I bet you he's already at Weston. Do you think he's on his way to Weston or do you think he's there? Well, first of all, good morning, Mark. Good to be with you so early here on a Saturday morning. I think Bob has already been on a run. I would think he would have got up at around 5.30 or 6 o'clock, probably run for an hour or so, and now he's probably either pulling up to Weston or maybe, as you said, maybe teeing off Weston right now, that good par four to start at Weston. But uh, Weeksy taking a well-deserved day off to uh, work on his short game and, and work on his uh, his running game. He's been, a, a, he's been a very busy man. Yeah, well, man, I got to tell you, I was <laughs> we just going there. We have all been busy, and I was just about to ask you. You said a very early Saturday. Is it me? Or because we are doing Golf Talk Canada now three times a week, uh, and that doesn't even include our podcast. If you include our video podcast, we're doing Golf Talk Canada four times a week. Uh, Golf Talk Canada Radio Tuesday, Thursday, uh, 12 to 2. Because of that 12 to 2 time slot, is it me, or does Saturday feel earlier than ever before? <laughs> yeah, you know, Saturday does certainly feel uh, earlier than ever before. We, we've obviously had our primetime shows as well, which, is, which has had some good response as well. We had, we had two of them this year, and then, was that last year, Mark, or two years ago when we had, uh, in, I think it was two years ago, in July, when we had a span of six straight weeks of primetime shows due to, the, I want to say, the World Cup or something? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, this Saturday morning, I don't know. I wait till we hit TV <laughs> on Saturday mornings that's gonna be ugly yeah. that's i don't know if there's yeah. enough makeup on the planet for me on a saturday morning adam i just might a lot, have to wear a lot of makeup yeah i'm gonna have to wear some type of like wrestling mask or something for <laughs> lucha libre mask every saturday morning on golf talk canada lots going on in the world of golf we're gonna have mike kelly join us off the top of hour two mike kelly executive director of golf ontario they announced their schedule yesterday so great that they're gonna have mm-hmm. some type of championship season that they have been able to salvage uh, for the year. Mike's going to join us and uh, give us an update on on how this came about and what that schedule is and some of the things they have going uh, attached to it. Stardom Sidham, maybe that's why Bob took the day off. Maybe he <laughs> knew, Adam, I'm going to ride him a little. Bob, if you're listening, I hope you're listening. Um, okay, I did not do so well in Stardom Sidham, uh, but my stardom did make the cut this week mm-hmm. with uh, Justin Rose. Hats off to Adam Skelly, who pulled uh, pulled a Zucchino from the previous week. He went with Webb Simpson. Guess who's leading the RBC Heritage? Webb Simpson, a one-shot lead over DeChambeau and Corey Connors. That was Scully's starter. Uh, Weeks, he starter. Kevin Kisner, he missed the cut. He missed the cut. So maybe maybe, maybe that said, Bob said, forget it. I'm out this week. Uh, We have big names that missed the cut. We'll get to that. So much to get to. Winner's weird and what? And uh, let's kick it off with some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada. Tomorrow's stars today. Well, it isn't all rainbows and roses, Adam, in the world of golf. More good <laughs> yep. news than bad news. But this was inevitable. Sooner or later, this was going to happen. I wish it was a little later in the schedule and not week two. 
But Nick Watney, uh, testing positive uh, for COVID, had some symptoms when he pulled up to the golf course. They tested him. This is yesterday. He tested positive. The good news is is that he traveled to the tournament privately, um, wasn't staying with other players, etc. Did not get on the chartered plane, which is important that the PGA Tour moves some of the players around with. So now the real test comes, Adam, right? We all knew this was going to happen. Uh, now, to me, the real test comes. Are the procedures and protocols and infrastructure? Oh, did we lose Mark there for a second? Okay, looks like, folks, we have lost Mark here briefly. Uh, home studio, this is the way it happens from time to time. Mark was talking about Nick Watney, who has uh, has the coronavirus tested positive, unfortunately. So he obviously withdrew from the golf tournament. Uh, the PGA Tour has some health and safety plans, some guidelines here. And as Mark was saying, this is the big test for going forward here. You know, you look at a guy like Nick Wadi. He was on the driving range. Mark, are you back now? Hey, sorry about that, uh, Adam. No a little technical difficulty out of the home studio this morning. Uh, I missed your uh, comment there, but uh, have we run the, the Nick uh, the Vaughn no. Taylor audio? From, no, uh, no. Okay, we, we let's haven't... go to that. Yeah, let's uh, let's hear from uh, Vaughn Taylor, who was playing with Nick Watney uh, for the first, uh, or who played with Nick Watney on Thursday. I got the news at the turn. Um, Clay came up to us and uh, felt like we should know. So. Um, I was a little shocked, to be honest. Um, heart started racing, got a little nervous. So, um, you know, just hope Nick's doing well and, um, you know, we get through this. Did you think about this during the round at all? Oh, yeah, it was uh, it was on our minds, that, that second nine. And, um, you know, we were all chit-chatting about it. And, um, you know, it's hard not to think about it. How are you feeling right now? Uh, a little nervous, but, um, you know, I, I feel good, um, you know, I didn't have any close contact with Nick yesterday. Um, we kept our space. Uh, we didn't shake hands. Um, right after the round, I washed my hands. Um, Nick never coughed or sneezed. Um, so, you know, I, I feel comfortable. Well, there you have it, Adam. I mean, he feels comfortable, and, he, he, you know, by the sounds of it, in, in his mind, they followed protocol. And sounds like, you know, in their minds, this is going to be contained. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes from here. But now the real test comes in for the PGA Tour. And again, if, if they pulled this off and, uh, and, and, they, and the steps were taking, uh, taken, excuse me, to, to contain this, then I think this could be a, a small victory here to move forward for professional golf. Speaking forward, Adam, for professional golf. Next week, Travelers, huge names in the field. Another stacked event. Another event without Tiger, Adam. It's it's becoming, as you've said on the video podcast a couple of times, a where's Waldo kind of scenario. Like, is he going to show up at Memorial? A lot of people presume so. I know we were doing, uh, we were tracking his yacht. That was a, a yacht tracker for, <laughs> you know, about a week or so, watching him trying to see if he was going to come play at the RBC Heritage. But if you're a Tiger now, if you see a positive test happen, I wonder if, if you're, even more skeptical to come play. I don't know. I mean, looking, you know, looking at some of the quotes that came out yesterday, just to go back to this briefly, um, you know, Brooks Kepka said he was right beside Nick Watney on Friday. Rory McIlroy spoke to him on the putting green from a distance. 
this is, as we've said many times, an unprecedented time in the world. And I mean, maybe for Tiger, I'm sure, knock on wood, his back is okay and, and he's doing fine. But I wonder if he's, if seeing this positive test is making him sort of think long and hard about wanting to come play on the PGA Tour. I don't know, really. Again, this that's where we are right now in the, in this COVID landscape, in this environment. Uh, we we kind of know what we know now. We understand as a society, we, um, especially from a Canadian perspective, not to get political or anything, but you know, we're trying to move forward and open up. But that doesn't mean that every individual is going to feel comfortable opening up. Right. For instance, next Friday, Adam, we could see right here in Toronto our patios and restaurants catch up with the rest of the country mm-hmm. uh, and the rest of our province. That doesn't mean that every individual is going to go and visit a restaurant or a patio. So I think this is. Oh, I think we might have lost Mark again. We're having some, uh, some power issues here uh, so far on the Saturday morning, some power outages in the GTA because it's just been so hot outside in the gta but it will be interesting to pick up what what mark was saying you know patios restaurants might be opening in the toronto area let's say next friday let's see how the how the pga tour uh, reacts from here Uh, i'm just going to read through some of their health and safety plans Uh, any player who competes in a tournament makes the cup but is then unable to finish oh mark are you back yeah, there we go, guys. Sorry about go. that. Boys, uh, nothing I can do. They were doing some type of rolling power outage thing in my area here this morning for some reason. Uh, I saw my wine fridge go dark. I saw my oh, clock no. go the dark. Oh, no, the most important thing. This could happen. Yeah, I don't know. What do we do? i got to save the wine. Whatever you do, save. forget about the show. Save the wine is what we, we got to do at this point. I better get off the air and just start drinking it right now. That's... That's it's it's five o'clock somewhere, you're right? You have to do this. Yeah, you got to do this solo, Adam, before I lose all of this. So, just, <laughs> never mind. There's red meat that needs to be saved as well. Yeah. Oh boy, this could be an ugly show. This could get real <laughs> ugly. Bob picked a good week, a yeah. real good week to pull the plug. All right, let's move on here and use the headlines. Uh, Adam Hadwin uh, with the penalty. Uh, you saw the penalty in the sand. Him calling it on himself. But th- the cool part about this, Scully is he's mic'd up for this. And I thought that was a real interesting part of the broadcast, to hear a player kind of self-police himself, jump in there, call it on himself, and uh, Adam Hadwin wearing the mic. That it was kind of fun. In a way, it was fun, wasn't it? Oh, for sure. It was certainly, it was very fun. You got to see his personality. You know, we, we know him a bit and, and know him to be a funny guy. He can be a little hard on himself sometimes. He was pretty funny with the rules official when he came over. They explained and then he left and he said, ha ha, screw you, ha ha ha. And he, as he was walking away, it was pretty funny as well on the 18th hole. He <laughs> blows one out of bounds and said, can we take this mic off now? Ha ha ha. But you know what? He bounced back and shot 65 on Friday. So good on Hadwin for bouncing back. Pretty cool to see the uh, the microphone working and not really getting in the way uh, of a player's swing. Mark, I know you've worn a microphone before playing on uh, Off the Hosel. Yeah. For those of us, I certainly have not. The vast majority of our listeners probably have not. How much of a, of a hindrance is that, uh, wearing it, a microphone? You know, it... it, it... <laughs> It depends on what you're wearing, really. When we shot the episodes of Off the Hosel, depending on uh, who we were using for that audio, we hired talent lo- locally. Uh, right. Uh, you know, so we had audio guys in each area we went to, and some had these very lightweight packs, and the mic, you know, kind of sat on, on your uh, shirt, and you didn't even know it was there. And then in some episode, 
uh, some episodes, I mean, you could feel the wire tugging underneath your shirt. It was, you know, it, it, uh, so again, it sometimes is, it all comes down to, you know, is the technology good? Is it not good kind of thing? So right. I'm sure at the PGA Tour level, they're using the best of the best, and it's more about being aware of what you're saying for four and a half hours, five hours, Adam going, oh, I don't want to say the wrong thing on the mic. That, that to me, is the issue. We'll get into this a little later in Winner's Weird and What. Quickly here to wrap up news and headlines. Fowler, Kisner, Reed all missing the cut. That Those are surprises there for sure. Corey Connors, a chance to win two weeks in a row, Adam. We've been talking about this. The first four golf courses this year on the PGA Tour scream Corey Connors. He's proving it again here, 68-63. Mackenzie Hughes also with a great tournament right now, 66-68. Leaderboard looks as such. Webb Simpson, which was Scully's boy, on top at 12. He's got a one-shot lead over DeChambeau and Connors at 11. Ryan Palmer at 10. Matthew Fitzpatrick at 10. Abraham Answer at 9 with Vegas at 9. Neesmith at 9. Kepka at 9. Poulter at 9. On the Corn Ferry Tour, we're going to get to that later on leaderboard updates, but on the Corn Ferry Tour, they've got one round left. It's a Saturday finish today. We could see 30 under. I don't know what's happening at the King <laughs> and the Bear in uh, in St. Augustine, Florida, but they might be p- playing t- uh, to a bathtub for cups uh, because I have not seen scores like this. this. is absolutely insane. You might need to get the 30 under to win that tournament. We'll update you on that later on in the show. On the other side, we're going to hear from some of the leaders and notables at the RBC Heritage. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the drivers so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Speaking of the Sim driver, at the bottom of the hour, 20 weeks of TaylorMade continues. Adam and I, we're giving away a Sim Max driver in 20 weeks of TaylorMade just coming up momentarily. All right, let's get back to the RBC Heritage where Webb Simpson 12 under par. He is your leader. 65-65. DeChambeau 11 under one back. Corey Connors 11 under one back. It is great looking leaderboard. Adam, you loved Webb Simpson and when you think about everything that Webb Simpson went through with the anchored putter and uh, losing his confidence, he, you know, he could stand 3 feet in front of a bathtub and couldn't uh could not make a putt a couple of years ago and look at the resurgence over the last few years and you loved them this week and here he is you know what and the funny thing here going forward is do you know who's leading the tour in third round scoring average Webb Simpson uh, ding ding Web ding ding Simpson. ding so we'll, we'll, we'll see if he can pick up where he's left off the first two rounds his first 36 hole lead on the PGA Tour since 2018 he made just under 187 feet of putts on Friday his career high on the PGA Tour and that was the most feet of putts made in any round at Harbortown since data tracking began in 2003. So, Mark, yeah, as you were saying, it took him a little bit to, to get that stroke down after he snapped that uh, long or belly putter over his knee. Eventually, when when the when that rule came into effect and he didn't want to use it anymore, he's got the arm bar, the low claw. I know you're a fan of of 
interesting putting stances and grips. <laughs> I'll uh, try anything to get it in the water. Yeah, but, but, but for Webb, it's, it's, this, it's almost like a pop stroke, isn't it? Yeah, it's very... I, it, pop's a good way of, of, of putting it, a pop stroke. And what's great about it is, it, uh, because of a pop stroke, it's very similar to a Snedeker, only Snedeker uses a you know, conventional grip, conventional length putter, is that, and I said this to you last week when we were playing and you were putting so well, I said this, the shorter you're able to take the putter back and still accelerate through the ball and not get jabby with it, um, mm-hmm. You know, you're going to make a lot of putts because the putter does not have time to travel to move offline. It doesn't have time to travel for you to decel. So if you can shorten up and tighten up that putting stroke, it's interesting. You know, there was a stat a couple of years ago I read about the top players in the world inside five feet and some of the things they all have in common. And uh, Ryan Palmer had an, a crazy streak going with putts made inside three feet. It was an astronomical number that he of the last time he missed a putt inside three feet. And the one thing they all had in common with these guys is they have a short stroke, especially inside 10. It gets shorter inside five. All right, Webb Simpson with the lead. One shot over to Shamble Connors. He had a chance to speak to Golf Channel. Let's hear from Webb Simpson. I feel like... Two different days for sure. Yesterday was pretty solid. Um, TD Green didn't make a, a ton of putts today. A little less solid, but I made a lot of putts. Um, so I feel feel good and confident knowing why I didn't hit it as well today. Um, and so I'll go work on it now. But definitely nice to, to see the ball going in a lot more on the greens. I remember playing in the Junior Heritage, MCI Junior Heritage Tournament here. Um, I just, I, I, love, I love coming here. Um, I feel like the golf course hadn't changed a whole lot. You know, we're used to golf courses getting longer and new tee boxes. I think they've only added a couple tee boxes. 16 is maybe the only one that I can think of that's a new tee. Um, and I love that. I love that it's it's kind of stood the test of time. And most years it, the wind blows and anywhere from, you know, 9 under to 15 under usually wins. Um, so I think there's a comfort there knowing I'm going to show up and I know what to expect. I know how to play the golf course. I've seen every bit of wind from each direction. Um, so that's pretty pretty cool to think about 11 years. Well, the reason they haven't added many new tees and lengthened uh, Harbortown, Adam, is just there's nowhere to go. I mean, like that land is so small. It is such an old classic golf course, a brilliant golf course, and exactly the kind of golf course you would uh, think would fit Webb Simpson and Corey Connors. And Corey Connors is one back. So we know why Webb's there. We know why Corey's there. By the way, if you wear the RBC Shield, you got a great chance of the RBC Heritage. Multiple RBC ambassadors have won the Heritage. They're in a good spot. But the person also in second, Adam, at 11 under par, the incredible bulk, Bryson DeChambeau. In a million years, you would never consider this a Bryson DeChambeau golf course, but it's turning out that way. 67-64, Adam DeChambeau, is this a surprise to you? It certainly is a surprise to me. So on our Thursday show, I actually sat DeChambeau for our uh, start him, sit him afternoon wave, and boy, was I wrong. And watching him on his back nine yesterday, he shot, I, th- I believe it was seven under, and it, it could have been it could have been much, much better uh, for Bryson DeChambeau. He missed a couple of short putts. Sorry, he shot six under on his back nine. He missed a five-footer on his last hole um, to shoot 30 on his back, 64 overall. You, you're looking at, at some of the ball speeds, and I'm, I'm going to get into this a little later in Winner's Weird and What, but with a three-wood, his ball speed, 178, 100, 
81 with a three-wood, including a 309-yard carry on his final hole, which is the drivable par-4 ninth. He has top-five finishes in his last four starts. I mean, with with Bryson, it's the putter, and the way he puts the ball, it just looks so awkward from the outset, but Mark, if it works for him, it works for him. Yeah, and it's something to be said, and I've said this multiple times on this show, it doesn't necessarily matter quite often what you're doing and I know that sounds ridiculous but when you're at this level you know how good you have to be to be at this level you know we're Mm -hmm. talking you know way beyond top one percent on the planet we're like top you know zero one percent on the planet here where these guys are so good and and often and this we could also kind of bring this to our own games Adam when you believe in what you're doing, regardless yeah. of what that is, but you actually believe in the process, believe in the path you've taken, regardless of how awkward it looks or regardless of what other people think about it, you don't want to be playing against the guy that believes in what he's doing, a guy that kind of owns it, for lack of a better term. Bryson DeChambeau, he looks awkward. He looks huge. He's changed his body. <laughs> he has a different way of playing the game, but he owns it. He believes in it. And now it's 67 64. And here he comes again. Bryson DeChambeau slowly becoming one of the best players in the world. He also spoke with Golf Channel. I didn't hit the, the let the cracking out today. I, I can't. It's just this golf course. It's so difficult to try and uh, fit into these tight areas where the the you know if you miss it offline like I did last week a couple times on a couple holes. You know there there will be where uh, last week they were just in the rough and I was still able to get to the green. So you know for me it, it was uh, I was a little more comfortable out there hitting three wood. Uh, changed shafts in it helped me draw draw it a little bit more. Um, so I was fine with that. And you know, again, I couldn't get anything to go on on the front nine or the back nine, I guess you could say. But then uh, I kind of caught fire, um, turned around that to that front nine, and uh, was able to make some putts. And unfortunately, missed one on seven and nine. But I'd love to have gone six or seven in a row, uh, finish it off. Well, you were wrong with the Shambo, Adam, but I was also wrong with Dustin Johnson. Uh, this week, I decided uh, on Thursday I was going to start Justin Rose. Uh, and I was going to sit Dustin Johnson. I liked Corey Connors as well. I think we all liked Corey Connors, and he's proven to be a great pick. But uh, Dustin Johnson proving me wrong. Eight under par, 68-66. He'll start only four back. DJ also spoke with Golf Channel. I thought it was really solid, you know, drove it nicely, you know, gave myself a lot of opportunities, you know, and then, you know, the the few times I missed the green was, you know, just off the fringe, you know, and so, it, you know, made a lot of easy pars and, uh, yeah, I mean, I felt like I gave myself a lot of chances. It was a really solid round, though. I mean, go around here with no bogeys is always good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just need to, you know, I feel like I drove it well the first two days. Um, yesterday I didn't hit my, my irons quite as well as I'd like to. Today I felt like I hit, you know, hit some better golf shots and um, you know, looking forward to a nice weekend. And DJ apparently last week battling a bit of a knee injury, did not have the opportunity to put the work in that he wanted to put in to get ready for Colonial. He said he put in a little bit more work this week and it is paying off. Dustin Johnson, four back, going to be a shootout over the weekend at the RBC Heritage. On the other side, we will start him, we will sit him. Adam, Adam and I, who we like today In the afternoon wave, who we like out of these leaders and who we think might go the wrong direction on this leaderboard. This is Golf Talk Canada. 
This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the driver so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Lots to get to again today. It is so good, Adam, that we have golf, like actual golf going on. I have felt uh, a real kind of difference uh, of excitement, like at least personally, uh, enthusiasm in doing the show. And we love doing the show regardless. But the fact that the tour's going, it's playing, and we've got like real things to talk about. Um, it's different. I, I'm, I, I, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm late to the party, but I'm glad golf's back, I, I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, 100%. It's great to actually be speaking about golf. I'm watching a replay right now of yesterday's telecast as we're on the air. It's nice to not, not talk about hypotheticals or where we were a year ago or 20 years ago on this day, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. It's, it's awesome to have live golf back. And hey, Mark, we've got another great leaderboard here with 36 holes to go. Yeah, now hats off to Adam Scully. Uh, Webb Simpson was his stardom for the week. He he started Webb, and who was your sitem uh, when was it that was that the same day you sat the Shambo or no? So I actually sat Hideki Matsuyama. And That's right. He is he did not make the cut. So right. So you you were great this week on the start of this event. You started Webb. You sat Hideki. I started Justin Rose who uh, did not do exactly what I thought Rosie would do, but he, he made the cut. I'm trying to find him here now. I thought he was five under. Is he better than that? Uh, Looking for me. Justin Ro Rose. is five under. He's teeing off at 10-10, actually, with Adam Hadwin this morning. So. There you go. So Justin Rose playing okay, but not having the week uh, I thought he was going to have. Uh, and my sit -em, Dustin Johnson. So I was off on DJ, sitting there at eight under par. Um and Bob started Kevin Kisner. Now, Kiz missed the cut, and his sit -um, I believe... His sit -um was Rory Sabatini. Was Rory Sabatini, yes, who made the cut at five, five under. Yeah. yeah, he's at five as well. So, really, Adam, you're the only one this week that kind of got it right. We like to do it again now on the weekend. I'll give you an idea of what we think is going to happen this afternoon with a start -um and a sit -um. By the way, Bob outlined this on last week's show, uh, golf betting and golf fantasy leagues and people's... Uh, uh, laying some action on the game of golf has never been greater than what it was been in the last week or so, partly due to the reason there's not much sports going on. Okay, so you can bet some English football. You can bet some, I guess, some NASCAR. Uh, although I don't know how you bet on a two-hour two left-hand turn, but apparently you can. <laughs> and uh, and then there's golf. So uh, huge numbers uh fantasy golf right now. And I know a lot of my friends who never play fantasy golf are all over fantasy golf right now, Adam. Okay, Adam, I'm going to give you the tee here for uh, your stardom. Don't okay. give me your sitem yet. Give me your stardom and, and tell me why. Okay, so we were texting back and forth before the show, 
and and you gave me your stardom sit and I said, I'm, I'm not going to give you mine until we go live on the air because, you know me, I'm a bit of a bold predictor at times. And okay, now, I think hold I, on. I, I, like I, I can... want to cut you off here now. There oh, is please. somebody that I that I specifically did not mention this morning on the leaderboard, which I find <laughs> incredible that he is there, uh, and it should be noted, and I didn't note it because my gut told – I had a hunch that you might go down a road with this guy and and and, and – I'm, I'm now I'm waiting. So I'm sorry, back to you. I want to see if you go here. Let's see how well we know each other. Well, this player right now is seven shots off the lead. He was three over early on in the tournament. I'm starting Rory McIlroy this weekend. He's 40 to one right now. Yeah. So it's a bit of a bold move here, but I think Rory McIlroy, he's teeing off at 930 Eastern this morning. He'll be finished before the leaders tee off. I can see him posting a pretty low number today. Fourth on the PGA Tour in, in third-round scoring average. His scrambling was off the charts on Friday. Eight of eight. He gained nearly two strokes on the field in putting in round two. 22 putts on Friday as well. That Spider X putter was rolling. I'm going with Rory McIlroy as my starter this weekend. That's a great pick. Why not? Playing really kind of in the shadow, way off the lead. Maybe he goes out there and does something crazy today. Shoots 62-63. Why not? Now, I didn't think you were going to go there, Adam. Mm. I thought you might go even, like, that's bold because he's down the leaderboard, but I like the play and it makes a lot of sense. I thought you might go crazy, and we got to note this now. I am not starting this guy, but I've got to I got to call him out because it's such a great story. Mm. At 10.50 a.m. this morning, 97-year-old Bernard Longer. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> 69 67. He is one shot ahead of Rory McElroy right now, Adam. This mm -hmm. guy, honestly, Bernard Langer is 62 years old. He is 62 years old. Has won the Charles Schwab Cup 73 times. Okay. <laughs> this man is unbelievable. He continues to amaze, continues to beat Father Time. I have a, a laugh every year at the Masters where he pegs it up on Saturday as he continues to make the cut at Augusta National. And here he is at the RBC Heritage in a T28 with 36 holes to go. I am telling you right now, without a doubt, if Bernard Longer at age 62 left the Champions Tour and went to the PGA Tour to play it full time, I truly believe he would make the top 125. I truly believe Bernard Longer at age 62, he could pick his spots. He could find the golf courses he likes. Once in a while, he's going to have to play a golf course he's uncomfortable on. But I bet you, Adam, that if he played full-time on the PGA Tour, that he would keep his card and be in the top 125. This guy is just unbelievable. Okay, my starter, Adam, who I am going to start, Corey Connors. I oh, liked yeah. him last week. I like him again this week. How do you pick a guy? This The golf course just suits him so well. I know his history here is not the greatest, but earlier this week he verbalized uh, to Bob, actually, that he that he thinks he figured out the course. 63 yesterday. But listen, this is very basic for me. The formula around RBC Heritage, uh, Hilton Head, the, the formula is simple. Greens and regulation. If you can put the ball on the green, anywhere on the green, these, these are the second smallest greens on the PGA Tour behind Pebble Beach. Mm -hmm. So if you can put the ball in the green, if you aim to the center of the green all day and hit it, you're going to have a birdie 
uh, pie. Because you're not that far from the hole, from the center of the green, almost to every single hole location. So greens and reg is the formula. He's close to 90% this week on greens and regulation through t- two rounds. There's no reason to think Corey Connors isn't going to continue to hit greens and reg. That will serve him well. It's not a putting contest. Just keep hitting greens. Corey will do well. I'm going to start Corey Connors. Okay, Adam, who is your sit Okay, on the Sidham side of things, I'm going with a former RBC Canadian Open champion, and that is Jonathan Vegas. He is three shots off the lead, and uh, he is 160th on the PGA Tour in third-round scoring average. Last week, he had a bit of a wild week, too. One shot off the lead after the first round, but he shot 74 last Friday, including a 40-footer on 18, just to make the cut after being one shot off the lead. I mean, Johnny Vegas, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think he's just going to, you know, it's it's tough to, he's not the most consistent player in the world. So that's why I've chosen uh, to sit him uh, for the weekend. How about you, Mark? Who is your sit him for this weekend? Well, if, if I truly believe that this is a green and red contest, and I believe that this is almost the play for the first four weeks on the PGA Tour. Next mm-hmm. week, maybe not as much at the Travelers, but certainly when we get to Detroit, um, we might get more. But the first two weeks especially, I, I truly believe that is the most important stat. We saw it last week. We're seeing it again this week. So if greens and reg is the most important stat, and that's why I'm starting Corey Connors, then the same must be true for who I'm going to sit. Otherwise, I'm insane and my math makes no sense. So to avoid insanity... I am going to go with Matthew Fitzpatrick, who is playing very well. He is 66-66. He is only two off the lead. So why would you sit somebody who is only two off the pace, Mark? Well, the reason I'm going to sit Matthew Fitzpatrick is he starts the day in T4, and I don't believe he will maintain T4 or move up this leaderboard. I believe at the end of today, Matthew Fitzpatrick is going to be in a different position, and he will go in reverse. Why? To me, it's smoke and mirrors. He's hitting 65 66% of his greens in regulation. He is uh, getting up and down. He is scrambling from everywhere. He has only uh, uh, missed one scrambling opportunity all week. He's two for three from the bunker. If he's three for three from the bunker, he's 100% in scrambling, which is insane considering this guy only hit 11 greens yesterday. 11 greens at Harbortown, and you shoot 66? You know where he's got a horseshoe at him to shoot 66 with 11 greens? You know, I'd love to borrow that horseshoe on occasion. You, you can't play that game around Harbortown if he tries to play that game again today and go out and hit 11, 12, 13 greens. He's done. You need to hit 14 greens uh, you know, if you hit, go out and hit 14 greens today or better, you're going to be leading this golf tournament or, or moving up the leaderboard in the right direction. You go out today and you, uh, you know, hit 12, 11 greens, maybe even 13. Harbortown, short-siding yourself on those small greens, I, I just don't like his chances. All right, Adam, before we go to break, if I were to give you, uh, you know, a couple other picks, I'm not giving it to you, but were there anyone else you were trying to decide be- be- between? Was there someone else in, in the picture for you, or, or were-, were those two just leaping out at you? Yeah, I mean, Ryan Palmer's the guy. I started him last week, and, and that didn't go well. He's had a couple good rounds thus far, 65-67. He's a couple shots off the lead. I can see him hanging around for the weekend, but maybe not you know, maybe finishing within the top 10. I'm really curious to see how Mackenzie Hughes goes out today. Um, 66-68 thus far, four shots off the lead. He's playing with Dustin Johnson at 120 Eastern this afternoon. 
Mackenzie Hughes has played with big names before, like a Phil Mickelson. He's obviously played with Tiger Woods at the Players' Championship. So I'm curious to see how how he handles playing with DJ. I'm not sure if they know each other at all. But uh, Mackenzie Hughes is a guy I'm really curious to see how he bounces back. And another guy, Mark, we haven't really spoken about thus far, Brooks Kepka. He's played some great golf, 67-66. I know we're both going to get into Brooks Kepka in Winner's Weird and What, but Mark, it's been a pretty good performance thus far for Kepka, hasn't it? Oh, I, I am uh, reserving my commentary for Winner's <laughs> Weird and What on Brooks Kepka. Um, I did a few radio hits yesterday for TSN, and, and I, I, I kind of went off a little on Kepka, and the more I think about it, the more I'm right on Kepka. <laughs> so we will get to that. The guy I'm staring at here... You know, Victor Hovland, uh, Colin Morikawa, by the way, 68-69, just another cut for Morikawa, T45 at 5-under. This is a Morikawa type of golf course as well, but just another cut for him. Unbelievable. This guy's a cut machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Wolf gets a lot of attention because of the way he plays, how far he hits it, the type of swing, that homemade kind of uh, Jim Furyk on steroids movies. he's got. Matt Wolf missed the cut. You know, the guy I'm looking at here, Victor Hovland, who is the third member, sort of, of that trio that kind of all came out together. Victor Hovland opened up with 65, Adam, was not able to follow it up. Had a bit of a rough day yesterday. I'm curious to see what Victor Hovland does. I'm also curious to see what Victor Hovland does over the next few months, because uh, in a way, I don't want to call him the forgotten man, but Colin Murakawa certainly is emerging as the big star. Wolf gets the attention because of the way he plays the game. And Victor Hovland here, you know, he he had to take the harder route to the tour than the other two. He had to go, you know, web.com, playoffs, make that putt uh, in, in, in the uh, playoff, yada, yada. I mean, like, he worked a lot harder in his short tenure to get here than the other two. 71 yesterday. Um, Going to be interesting to see. He, I'm really curious as to what he does not only this mm-hmm. weekend, but over the next few weeks to get his name back in the conversation right. with Morikawa. Okay, on the other side, Adam, let's give away a driver. 20 Weeks of TaylorMade continues. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. This portion of Golf Talk Canada brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Cedar Bray Golf Club, today is the final day. You can get 50% off initiation. It ends today. 50% off initiation plus extended finance options. There's never been a better time to join Cedar Bray Golf Club. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. 50% off initiation and extended finance options rbc heritage looks as such webb simpson 12 under DeShambo 11 along with Corey connors at 11 ryan palmer matthew fitzpatrick at 10 abraham answer at nine along with vegas neesmith kepka poulter mackenzie hughes one and back in that group at eight under par adam i told you they're going crazy at the king and the bear on the corn ferry tour king and the bear classic at the world golf village just down the road from tpc sawgrass they're through three rounds as the final round will go today but these scores are insane these scores should be through four rounds these scores should never mind through four rounds this is nuts 20 
five under par. 63, 66, 62. Vince India leads on the Corn Ferry Tour at 25 under par. Good for a four-shot lead lead over Chris Kirk. Taylor Penderith, the low Canadian in this one, had a tie for eighth at 17 under. But 25 under par with one round to go. There's a chance, Adam, 30 under going to win on the Corn Ferry Tour. Those numbers are crazy. I know it's the Golo Tour, Adam. I know that's the <sighs> game they play. But that's a little obscene, 30 under, no? It, pretty crazy. Like, are they playing from 5,500 yards? Are they playing with pool noodles in the hole? There are so <laughs> many things to think about here. But in all seriousness, this is some pretty darn impressive golf. 25 under through three rounds. Uh, T3 has you at 19 under par. Canadian content, Taylor Pendrith as well. He is T8, only at minus 17, tied for eighth, 17 under. That's pretty hard to think about. Oh, just those numbers are just shocking. All right, Crazy. let's give away a Sim Max driver. 20 Weeks of TaylorMade continues. The only way you can win, follow us on social media. If you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Golf.Canada, you've got twice a chance to win. I get a lot of messages, Adam. I'm not on Instagram. What if I just follow you on Twitter, vice versa? If you sign up for just, or if you follow us on just one platform, you still have a chance to win. But if you follow us on both platforms, you got twice the chance to win. If you already follow us, you're already included in 20 Weeks of TaylorMade. And if you don't follow us, get in now. We still have plenty of prizes to give away, close to 20 grand throughout the summer as we head to the U.S. Open, where the grand prize will be a full set of TaylorMade custom through the bag. You get treated like a TaylorMade member, Team TaylorMade staff member for the day custom fit top to bottom this week sim max driver congratulations brandon hartness brandon hartness saskatchewan you are the winner of the sim max driver that is the same driver bob weeks uh uses he loves it he hits bombs he got to the par five third at weston with this golf club as well as his sim max irons he's loving it i know you're a big sim guy as well adam we'll talk mm -hmm. a little bit about that in uh, hour two, and I will uh, get you caught up, Adam, on my uh, Dave Hempstead story from earlier oh, in the yes. week. Remember, I told you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll give you the <laughs> I'll give you the uh, the finish to that story because it's quite funny. He called me yesterday on his way home from his fitting. He actually went to his fitting and then went and played golf to see if everything translated, and uh, it's translating for the hammer too. So everybody just oh, seems boy. to be keep getting longer with the uh, the sim product. So uh, uh, good on him. Oh, excuse me. Um, Golf Talk Canada video podcast mm. continues every Wednesday, tsn.ca. We've had some fun with that one yep. as well. Golf Talk Canada radio Tuesdays and Thursdays as well, 12 to 2 Eastern, TSN 1050. If you're listening to us in another market, you want more Golf Talk Canada, you can pick that up on the iHeartRadio app and online at tsn.ca. So there's lots of ways to get in Golf Talk Canada. And GTC TV, Adam, uh, August 1st, we're back. Saturday morning, Golf Talk Canada TV. And Off the Hustle, episode four is Tuesday. Uh, how many episodes are you in, Skulls, to uh, OTH? Have you seen uh, three? I haven't seen I haven't seen two or three. I have them both on the oh. PDR. We're thinking about okay. maybe just binging them all at once. That that's been a discussion here at the Scully household. Not a hundred percent sure if that's gonna happen, but I, I'm looking forward to seeing uh both two and three. I was very I was a big fan of the first one, so looking forward to hopefully tuning into maybe episode two this morning before I go and play golf at twelve thirty this afternoon. 
Well, I got to tell you, two, three, four are the best. Uh, one, I'm glad you enjoyed one, and, and a lot of people enjoyed one, and that was very nice, very kind of people to reach out and say how much they enjoyed episode one. But but I got to tell you, we had no clue what we were doing. We went, we shot the show, we had no idea what we were doing, and we kind of fixed it in post production, and um, you know, it turned out to be a good, a, a decent, a decent crack at a, at a pilot. Uh, two, three, and four. Uh, is that, you know, we really kind of hit our stride. I, I can't wait to get your feedback on it. I yeah. think you're going to love the, uh, two. And I think you, at the end, at the end of four, which is this Tuesday on TSN, it's 1230 TSN3. So TSN3, 1230 this Tuesday is episode four. The last four minutes of episode four might be the biggest laugh out loud moment of the entire season. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. So, um, I wait to, can't wait to hear everybody's feedback on episode four. What about Scully Scoop, Adam? I keep turning up. How many episodes of Scully Scoop are you doing a week? Because every time I go to look, I, I see more Scully Scoop. You were doing just one. Are you doing more now? No. So we're down to one a week. We release, uh, I say we, I release every Friday. Uh, Friday morning, I release the episodes. Uh, my guest on yesterday's show, I had my first Canadian Olympic gold medalist on the show, Mark McCoy. He won 110-meter hurdles back in 1992. Uh, I'm actually good buddies with his son, Clay, so he helped set up the interview. And uh, Mark McCoy actually is a personal trainer as well. He also trains Max Domi. So a pretty fascinating interview talking about running, nutrition, and how to get in the best shape of your life. There you go. How to get in the best shape of your life. I have missed that. I have missed that window. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Sounds good. I, I don't know why. I felt like there was more dropping. I got to tell you, mm -hmm. but it just seems like we're pumping out. To collectively, between the three of us, we are pumping out a ridiculous amount of content. That is probably why. Speaking of pumping out a ridiculous amount of content, on the other side, if you're in a market that gets hour two of Golf Talk Canada, Mike Kelly, executive director of Golf Ontario, will kick off the next hour. Winners, weird, and what? We will get to a ton in hour two. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision in the golf course always starts in the closet. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Hour two, Zucchino, Adam Scully in for week C. And speaking of Golf Ontario and Woodington Lake and the Ontario Open, unfortunately, we lost PGA Tour Canada Mackenzie Tour this year, so we lost the Ontario Open. But good news this week coming from our friends at Golf Ontario, an opportunity to salvage a championship schedule. That includes the Ontario Disability Championship at Woodington Lake near the end of September it was some good news that everybody is wanting to hear that something will continue and happen in the province when it comes to a championship. And I know our next guest was taking weeks to work on this to figure out how they could do it, how they could do it safely, and how they could give back. Executive Director of Golf Ontario, Mr. Mike Kelly, joining us now. Mike, thanks so much for taking the time this morning. And 
Well done. Congratulations. You must, uh, you must feel good. I, I can't imagine what went into this to get this all sorted, but you must have felt great, uh, being able to kind of, uh, make it news for the public that you guys will have a championship season. Yeah. Good, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, yeah, there's certainly a bit of, a bit of relief to, to make that announcement, uh, on Thursday. It's, I can't tell you the number of, uh, competition schedule scenarios there were and iterations of that schedule and and uh, we just uh, continued to work with the with the provincial government health officials um, to to the point we felt very comfortable with the schedule that we could, we could execute against and and working with the different communities in Ontario where we will host and um, yeah a lot of excitement um, you know and we were very happy we could get it to that point to to make that announcement and provide a uh, you know, an outlet for our competitors uh, to play this year, and and uh, so there is a, a lot of excitement, lots of uh, lots of people that are are just keen to to get ready to register starting next Wednesday. Yeah, it, it's awesome to hear that term excitement. You said it three or four times. It, we're we're excited to play golf. We're so excited for you as well, Mike, to have these events uh, to go on. Obviously, yesterday on the PGA Tour, we saw the first player testing positive, Nick Watney for the coronavirus, what sort of testing protocols will there be set in place for players looking to play uh, in these events? Well, we have a new set of, of championship protocols. So uh, the protocols were, were uh, sent out um, to all the players and communicated on all of our platforms. Uh, now, And it's important to know that these protocols, this is one of the pieces that we, we, we put a ton of work into. Um, some of them you should be familiar with. Um, they are some of the recreational golf protocols that are in place right now when we were working with our We Are Golf partners to get golf back, you know, played again back in early May. So that seems like a lifetime ago now. Um, but um, there are a number of protocols that uh, will have to be followed. Um, they do, um, in many respects, exceed the, the minimum expectation. But we have been working with these health officials, uh, both with um, – you know, there's Canadian Olympic Committee people. There's been people involved with Golf Canada and the Canadian Sport Institute. We've been working with a number to ensure that we have uh, those protocols in place, and it includes making sure that uh, you know we are pro- providing uh, you know links for for people to understand and and be able to self-diagnose and make sure that they're 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 aware. And if they're if they are um, you know if they are in a position where they they're not sure or they they could have symptoms, then we're asking them to stay home um, and. Uh, so again, we've got I think it's four page list of, of protocols that we will follow to to the T, and uh, and we believe that we we will that we will provide a, a very safe um, and still a very um, positive and fun environment to host competitions this year. Uh, Mike, there came a kind of a second layer to this announcement. Obviously, everybody was excited that you're having a championship season. They can register next Wednesday. Um, uh, lots of good news, but also giving back to frontline workers in local champ uh, in your local championship community. So um, you're not just coming back for the sake of coming back for golf. You're also trying to give back. Explain that connection to frontline workers. Yeah, I just you know we're we're working with health officials. Um, and our facilities in each of the communities that we we're hosting with, and we felt like this needed to be a partnership, that we wanted to, to leave and have an impact and recognize um, individuals and organizations that, are, that have just um, done an amazing job um, 
in helping uh, to do their part to fight this this virus. And and you know one of the things we do is we have a program called the Wall of Recognition where we recognize individuals um, on normal years that that have had an impact on the game of golf or the sport of golf in in their community. So we're going to pivot a bit this year and we're going to recognize um, these frontline workers and. We are also going to make a donation. So we're also going to be prompting players when they register on Wednesday to, to uh, join us in, in making those donations. And, and we really uh, are looking to, uh, to, recognize, to recognize these folks um, when, we, when we go to these communities. And, and uh, you know, we'll, we will have the, 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 the typical prize presentation, trophy presentation, will not look exactly the same. But... We will. There'll be some virtual components to it that we'll have some fun with, so that you know players and, and golfers from across the province can uh, can partake as well. And uh, so there, there'll be some creative ways in which we uh, we hand out trophies this year. Um, but uh, nonetheless, you know, we we're excited to to really give back to the communities and, and make it a real partnership when we're bringing events like this um, to, to to facilities and to uh, and to these communities across the province. We're in conversation here with Golf Ontario Executive Director Mike Kelly. Mike, looking at some of these tournaments, I noticed a, a younger age range is being recognized as well, specifically the under-17 at your Ontario Junior Boys and Girls Championship as well as under-13 champions at the uh, Bantam Boys and Girls Championships. Just how important is that to, to recognize these younger athletes who are going out and playing some darn good golf right now? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, uh, the emails and messages I've been getting from parents um, and even kids just, you know, urging us to, to put a calendar together. And, and, you know, as you guys know, right, some of these, some of these uh, boys and girls are, are in an important stage of their, of their golf life, right, when looking at scholarships and, and uh, you know, their performance, their resume and rankings and, you know, everything that goes into, um, you know, into a junior golf, you know, career, certainly at a performance level. And, and you know, so it was very happy for, for these kids that we will we will have an opportunity to, to provide them um, a few events to play in provincial championships this year and and so we've had to combine as you've seen here so normal typically um, as you said is the the Ontario junior which is you know under 19 is, is a standalone championship and we have a standalone championship for juveniles but we just have had to combine um, our championship so we will you have the u19 and, and u15 your your uh, or sorry u17 and u19 our juvenile and junior together and then we also have the bantam and the peewees together so mm-hmm. we'll hand out all the all four of those junior trophies um, and we will give you know all of these young athletes the opportunity to compete this year and uh, and 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 you know not lose a year and there's you know we all know that it's not the typical calendar of events this year for for juniors, but um, you know I feel really good. We're doing our part to help. Uh, Mike, one kind of big picture que- question before we let you go this morning, uh, away from the announcement, switching gears a little. You know, we had you on several times on our on our video podcast, on our radio show, when we were kind of going through the the, the COVID environment when it first landed and then we kind of went through the process of how golf could be a leader and i know you worked uh, a lot behind the scenes with uh, with golf canada and other provincial bodies and groups trying to lobby to get golf open and trying to show how golf could be a real leader and maybe thrive a little bit that it would be a bit of a silver lining in this covid environment well participation numbers are through the roof and I, I kind of felt the same way you did, but these numbers of participation are even surprising me. I'm talking to golf pros, club managers. They're seeing people that they haven't seen in years. They're seeing kids. 
junior leagues and, and camps through the roof. They're seeing uh, families come out to play golf. And the one thing that encourages me here is that unlike the Tiger boom, I go back to the Tiger boom and the entire golf community coast to coast overreacted to the Tiger boom. We started building golf courses left, right, and center and thinking this was the new norm. And the Tiger boom introduced a bunch of people to the game that went, and they came and played and they went, wait, this is like nothing like what I see on TV. And they went away and they never came back again. This is a different type of growth. This is kids. This is family. Uh, different people coming back to the game. I'm so encouraged that a good percent of these people will stay when COVID is over, unlike the Tiger boom. Do you feel the same way? Are you shocked by the wave? And do you feel like I do, that this is a different kind of wave, a wave that has maybe more glue to it than the Tiger boom? Yeah, I mean, if you think about where we were a month ago, Mark, like, you know, we were hoping golf courses were even going to get open. I mean, it was it wasn't looking all that great. And then look where we are today. And, and yeah, that the, the boom has certainly surpassed my expectations. I, you know, when you look at, you know, private clubs, semi-private clubs and, and public golf clubs, it's up, you know, significantly across the board. Um, and, you know, I think it is different. Uh, we, I, you know, I think I expected to get, you know, you know, a, a large percentage of people back to the game that, that left the game for whatever reason. So they played before um, and they're returning. But we're also, to your point, getting new golfers. We're seeing, you know, kids coming to the sport because there's team sports around the shelf. And I'm glad you asked because uh, very soon, um, and maybe we'll, we'll do this show again, Mark, but we have, an, we have a, you know, a, a new initiative that we're l- looking to launch this summer to specifically pick up on this opportunity, uh, specifically for youth. Um, and, you know, it's, we have an opportunity, and we, you know, we hopefully will, will – uh, we'll be able to retain these players in future years because it, it is different. And, you know, there's, they're appreciating, you know, the things that all golfers love about the sport, being outdoors, spending time with family and just having fun and, and enjoying being outside and, and playing a game that, um, you know, is uh, you can play for a lifetime. Right. So it's uh, it is a perfect, it, it's interesting that, uh, um, you know, that where we are today, but uh, certainly, you know, it's, it's, very exciting for, for the for the sport and um, and uh, let's let's hope that on my parting note here let's let's hope Corey gets her done on the weekend right. <laughs> well, I'm starting him. He's my boy. I'm starting him today. I think nice. we're obviously we're all cheering for him. Mike, congratulations. You know you're welcomed on any time. When you're ready to launch the junior initiative that you're uh, hinting towards, let us know. You come back on. We'll we'll chew the fat and let the audience know. Next Wednesday, you can start uh, registering. This upcoming Wednesday, I should say, you start registering online at Golf Ontario uh, for the upcoming championship season that was just announced. Mike, have a great weekend. Thanks for joining Adam and I. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Take care. Thanks, Mike. Mike Kelly, Executive Director, Golf Ontario. On the other side, Adam and I, we talk bombs. That's right. <laughs> bombs. Sim Driver. We'll get, dive into that product and talk a little bit about our own experience with the Sim product from our friends at TaylorMade. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, was brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club. Proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com.
This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Scully in for Week C. Sakino with you. Congratulations to Golf Ontario and thanks for Mike Kelly just joining us with their big announcement of their championship season. We'll switch gears a little now, talk a little equipment from our friends at TaylorMade. Adam, you know, I've said it a million times. I, you know, twist phase for me in the last decade, There's, I, I've said this a bunch of times, the two biggest technological advances since we got to the limit of trampoline uh, COR in a face. Since the face got so hot and the USGA kind of said that's enough, the two big advances for me were twist face. I couldn't believe how much straighter it is. Ridiculous. A lot of those high hooks uh, just kind of found the fairway or found the rough for me, and that was, like, incredible. And the five-piece golf ball. The TP5 is almost cheating. I experienced it for the first time, I believe, four years ago with a prototype golf ball. might have been three and a half. Uh, they gave me a sleeve of prototypes. I went off to St. Kitts, played in a sideways hook win, which is a win for me that I just, you know, fear, just completely fear. You get quick, you get short in the wind, start turning over long irons, mid irons, and they can just go sideways on you. And this golf ball was just not moving, and I was shocked. And I came back, and I called Nick, and I'm like, you're joking, right? But getting longer is just not an option for, like, it just hasn't happened for me. I'll be bluntly honest. I don't spin the golf ball a lot. Um, and most of the technology and the most of the reason why everybody in the world has gotten longer, they can personalize the golf club to get the right launch angle, conditions, etc., and they can take out spin. Well, taking out spin doesn't help me. Um, everybody in the world is getting longer but me. This year, this year, the first time in 10 years, and maybe it's because they switch the way you're getting longer. It's, you know, it's shape in motion, sim. By a new shape, a new head design, picking up miles per hour. But I got to tell you, they promised, what was it, Adam, 1.8 to 2 miles an hour more head speed? There's yep. no way that's all I'm getting. Something else is happening here. I don't know what it is. But if it was only 2 miles an hour, I would pick up what? 3 to 5 yards of carry? Yeah. I'm hitting it 10 to 15 yards further. Something else is going on here. I don't know what. I'm not complaining. Uh, what is your experience with the product? Yeah, you know what? I'm the same way. And so I used an M5 last year, an M4 the year previous. And I would say that I am between 10 and then sometimes when the recoil really goes to another level, 30 yards farther than last year. Sometimes when you sort of crank it up a little bit. But um, in all seriousness, it, it the, the driver itself, the misses, aren't as there aren't as many foul balls and one thing i was even saying yesterday when i was playing with a couple of very good players is that the miss hits they still sound really good the driver makes a great sound and and that's something that uh, i know players who i've played with have, have enjoyed you know listening to me hit hit the drive 
hit the sim driver from time to time and I mean, a couple personal stories that we've we've shared you know hitting some bombs and yesterday at Bayview uh, hitting the first hole driver seven iron from the tips 530 yards and and that's uh, just a high hellacious sea down the middle of the fairway so I I love the sim driver it's really helped my game my handicap is down I think 1.3 so far this season so I'm hoping to keep it going down and the sim driver and sim fairway would as well a huge reason for that yeah i'm wondering if the sound or the improvement in sound is because they limited the track in the back we're down Mm -hmm. to one track fade uh, fade neutral or draw as opposed to multiple tracks and when you start adding tracks you start adding weight in other areas uh necessarily of where they want it and and i think it affects sound as well uh that that might be part of it i've got mine I got a nine degree sim that I got dialed down to seven degrees all oh, the way wow. in the toe. The right side of the golf course is completely gone for me, which makes me lick my chops. I can swing as hard as I want and no, I'm not going to hook it. It is going a mile. Before we get to my interview with Tomo Bicet uh, from Carlsbad on this product, when we, we just gave away a sim max earlier in the show to finish my story with hammer from earlier mm-hmm. in the week, I went out with hammer. And, uh, you know, Dave usually hits it by me. He's a big boy, strong boy. This year I was, you know, went out, we played uh, Meadowbrook and I was hitting it by him all day. He's like, what is going on here? What's that in your hand? He couldn't take it. He uh, immediately went up and got fitted at uh, the the headquarters, uh, TaylorMade headquarters. By the way, the fitting center is open. The, the performance lab is open. So if you're looking for a fitting, you can reach out, get fitting. He went up, got fitted. They gave him the driver. He walked away with it. I got a text last night on his way home from Summit, 10 to 15 longer. <laughs> so um, he's finding the same results you are, the same results I am. I can't wait to get out with Amazing. him again this week. We're going to get out later on in the week and see who can hit it past the other one. I'm sure I'll be uh, probably in a wheelchair at the end of that <laughs> round swinging so hard. <laughs> All right, earlier in the year, Adam and I, we got the opportunity to head down to Carlsbad with uh, Bob and the rest of the uh, team to check out the product from TaylorMade. I had the opportunity to speak with Tomo Bison. At the Kingdom here in Carlsbad, California with Tomo Bison. And when we want to talk drivers, we talk to Tomo. Another big year coming in this year, 2020, Tomo. Very different. You caught us all off guard yesterday when we saw it for the first yeah. time. Exciting stuff. That's the goal. Sim. Okay, before we get into the Sim product line, yeah. tell us what Sim means. What's it stand for? It stands for a shape in motion. Uh, and it's all about how we've reshaped the driver for dramatically better performance, essentially. And there's a lot to that, but that's what the word means. Okay, we've got three uh, very different models uh, targeted at three very different players. Mm-hmm. Let's start with, with the stock Sim mm-hmm. driver, which is the only product in the line that actually has uh, a, a movable weight this year for fade to draw bias. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into that tracking system, for me, the real shock or the real standout was is this a fin? How do we call, what do we want to call this here this year? Well, we have a technical term for it. It's called the inertia generator. Basically, creates MOI and inertia in the club. Uh, but yeah, the asymmetric nature of that, that's a big part of the shape story for, for 2020 and a big reason why this has such good performance versus where we've been in the past. So you basically found a couple of miles per hour by the shape of the head and is it, for lack of a better term, the, the club's drafting better, to use a NASCAR term. Its aerodynamics are better, uh, thus ball speed, swing speeds up, instead of using, and, and you've been able to find this by using new materials, right? Correct, yeah. So we essentially have taken the, all the learnings from the M family of product, the M5 and M6 most recently, 
to enable to, 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 like you said, save a lot of the weight from the head and actually be able to use it more intelligently in the club to really create a really fast, slippery head to, to kind of, you know, put that kind of picture in people's mind of aerodynamics. It's really slippery through the air and generate really good forgiveness through having so much mass at the back here uh, as far away as possible from the center of the head. That, again, that's great. That creates that inertia, right? So right. getting that mix of speed and forgiveness is what this is all about. So super speed, super forgiveness. You have the, the track that goes fade, uh, draw bias, mm -hmm. also the adjustment loft sleeve, which can also open and close the face a little as you True. add a longer decrease, yeah. uh, decrease loft, but also, uh, we haven't lost anything in terms of twist space, speed injection, all the great aspects that were M5, M6 are right here in this drive. True, yeah. So if you if you, if you you take the, the club out and you look at kind of the all around the head, you'll see a lot of familiar things, first of all. You'll see the massive carbon crown that we use to really push that CG lower. Right? We, we save as much weight as possible. That, that carbon is pushed right up against the limit here. And then you'll see, like you said, those familiar technologies that have been proven out on tour to have great success with pros and amateurs alike, like twist face, right? So that's tendency to, for people to miss hit it, that low heel, high toe, and really the corrective action that provides in terms of getting the ball in the fairway more often. And then obviously the speed injection technology, which revolutionized the world really in terms of how we measure and really get these calibrated right up to the CR limit, uh, you know, for every single driver that comes off the line. And that's really some of the cool new technologies that, that we brought, have brought in over the last couple of years that are still in this product as well. Well, if speed's the name of the game, then Sims the model for you. It's got adjustability and it is pure speed. But if you want a little bit more forgiveness in your model and you're concerned, I guess, with a little bit more spin, right. getting a few more fairways, as Rory McIlroy has uh, maybe found out during some testing, yeah. then Sim Max it might Correct. be the driver for you. Yeah, so the Sim Max driver uh, builds on the same platform, right? So uh, we talk about aerodynamics, and, and you know we didn't really explain earlier, but really why this is, is asymmetric is to do with how the club moves in the swing, right? It's it's that three dimensional idea of the club is, is actually rotating through space as it's approaching the downswing into the golf ball at impact, and really by Allowing this to, to be at an angle, we're actually optimizing aerodynamics for that downswing motion of the club of closing at impact. And that's really what this asymmetric shape is all about. So that's the same on Sim and Sim Max. We build on the same platform, but there are some interesting differences on this one. Like you said, we don't have the, the sliding weight track on this one, and we take that discretionary weight and put it all the way back here. So that's increasing MOI even more, making this a super forgiving product really for a lot of golfers. You can see it on a tour, but obviously for the amateur golfer, that's gonna be big benefits on miss hits and that sort of thing as well. Uh, and the face is a little larger in this one too. So the max is a slightly larger face, again, to allow for a little bit more playability for that guy who isn't gonna hit center face quite as often. So just like with M5 and M6, we're gonna see a blend of these on tour mm -hmm. as well, not just for your average golfer or regular Correct. consumer. Now to go one step further past the max, mm -hmm. there's a D model Correct. available this year. Yeah. As well, and we know how much a large percent of the population that D model can. Well, yeah, and I think you know over the years we've introduced that D type driver and then four and the M6 models, and that share of our sales has been growing. We know people fit into that product. We know a lot of people struggle with a slice with the driver, particularly. Uh, and, and here we have the new uh, Sim Max D. And one of the cool things about this driver is is we've been able to expand the face even more on this. So it's got an even larger face than, than we're used to seeing on, on our drivers. And again. The golfer that this typically fits needs more help in terms of having a larger speed spot, as big a face as possible, while still retaining all those other technologies in the club. And, and it's going to produce between sort of 10 and 20 yards of draw bias depending on the player, but that's significant when you think about 
you know, the problems that a lot of golfers have in terms of finding the fairway. Three great models all available in 2020 and the best players in the world's bag and uh, in your bag uh, soon in 2020. Yeah. Shape in motion, speed through shape. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm going with this. Yeah. Model. Thanks so much. For Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. Thanks. Always great talking to Tomo. Like I said, haven't gotten longer in 10 years. I don't come on here every year and tell you I'm getting longer. I've got 10 <laughs> to 15 yards this year. Check out the product now. On the other side, it is winners, weird and what. I have a bone to pick. You want the truth? You're going to get it on the other side. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. As we are well into our show this morning, Adam Scully in for Bob Weeks on a Saturday morning. It is that time, and it is three-dub, Adam. I am fired up for this week's Winners Weird and What, and I have the tea. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, Scully, my winner this week, you know, all great golf resorts in the world now. They've done this at Pinehurst. They've done this at Bandon Dunes. I believe it is coming at Cabot Links. Uh, a short course. Everybody wants mm -hmm. a short course. Uh, Pebble Beach in the Monterey Peninsula is one of the great areas in the world to play golf. Obviously, you've got Spyglass. You've got Spanish Bay. Of course, Pebble Beach, Poppy Hills, Cypress, po uh, Cypress Point, if you can get anywhere near it, good luck there. Pebble Beach has hired Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods design team to build a par three course. And now the layout has been announced. They showed it's very cool. They've got a bunch of different holes, nine hole short course, different yardages signifying uh, great uh, years and achievements at Pebble Beach. For instance, the ninth hole is a hundred yards. Uh, why a hundred? Well, Tiger won in 2000th, the hundredth U.S. Open, that dominating win at Pebble Beach, thus hundred uh, yards for a hundred years. Uh, the eighth hole, 92 yards for Tom Kite's historic win back in 92. 82, Tom Kite chipping in behind the 17th green, uh, of course, that famous chip in to beat Nicholas in 82. 82 yards, the third hole. The only hole not uh, with a significant yardage with a historical perspective is the second hole. It's 106 yards and it is uh, an exact replica of the famous seventh hole at Pebble Beach. Very cool. They've got a 20,000 square foot putting green. Well done, Tiger Woods. Have you ever uh, played one of these uh, famous short courses, Adam? When you were in Pinehurst, did you get the, to play? I think it's called the Cauldron at uh, Pinehurst. No, so so it, it it's called the Cradle. And Great that's one of my you. big regrets. So I was actually there with I was actually there with TSN radio program director Jeff McDonald, and it was we were there for 
three rounds and it was hotter than it was yesterday. It was like a hundred. And for whatever reason, we decided that we wanted to sit by the pool during the afternoon and not play another round of golf. We had played in the morning and not playing the cradle is one of my big regrets because I've only heard great things about the cradle. You only get to Pinehurst once, maybe twice in your life. I'd love to go back and play the cradle. I follow Pinehurst on social media and it looks great and, and awesome for Tiger to do what he's doing here. I'm sure this course is going to be spectacular. Now, my weird this week, Adam, I don't know if you caught this. It kind of flew a little under the radar. And, you know, I, I don't want to crap on Dustin Johnson, but I have been pretty hard on him so far this year. He's playing well this week. And I'm hard on him because I just want more. You know, I, I consider him one of the game's best players. And, you know, we did our list of, of maybe best player uh, without a major. He certainly has the one. We, but we talked about underachievers when Sergio's name came out. And we said, you know, Dustin Johnson's name is slowly going to start adding himself to this list. You know, he's won 20 times on the PGA Tour, yes. But if Dustin Johnson retires with one major, eh, there's there's a bit of a question mark there on where he belongs on the underachiever list, certainly. This week, he is eight under par. He's in a tie for 11th. So he's playing well enough to maybe protect himself against the following. But if DJ does not have a good 36 holes here over the weekend at the RBC Heritage, when the World Golf Rankings come out on Monday morning, Adam, he is in jeopardy of falling outside of the top five in the world for the first time since early 2016. Almost four years he has been inside the top five in the world and that is in jeopardy if he doesn't play well in the next 36 holds. It would be weird, would it not? DJ has been one, two, three. He's been hanging around. Uh, that conversation now, it seems for, well, four years, as I just mentioned, uh, be, be, it would be a little bizarre to see him outside that top five. Yeah, it'd be weird. It'd be bizarre. It'd be very strange. He's obviously had many chances uh, to put away some tournaments. Even last season, he had a bit of a strange season, but still had two runner-up finishes at the majors, at the Masters and the PGA Championship. And uh, remember as well, last year at the RBC Heritage, he shot 77 in the final round. He had the lead in the final round and shot 77. So, I mean, DJ has looked pretty good through two days thus far at the RBC Heritage. couple shots off the lead, including a triple bogey in his first round on a par three. So, But Mark, as you said, it would be straight up bizarre if DJ is not in the top five in the world rankings. Too much talent, Adam. Just natural ability to not just even hang around top five almost without trying. And uh, we're seeing that now. Okay, my what? All right, this this has bothered me. And this guy, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you now. I, I'm done with Brooks Kepka. You know what? I would rather sit down one-on-one, -on -one, have a beer, and hang out with Patrick Reed. I'd rather hang out with Ke I would oh, rather wow. play golf with Patrick Reed, Ian Poulter, and Charles Manson right now. Okay? Brooks Kepka, go away. I didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. I, <laughs> I am sick and tired <laughs> of you constantly opening up your trap and saying disrespectful things to the game and the people around it. And I have not said much about this because I thought it was part of his shtick, you know, because he likes to play with a chip on his shoulder and he performs quite well when he has the chip on his shoulder. And listen, you can't take away what he's done over the last two, three years and the way he's played in majors. But the let's, let's just backtrack here to remind everybody I don't practice, it's just golf. Okay, that's spitting on golf once. 
I'd much rather play baseball than golf. That's spitting on golf twice. If you see me on TV playing, that means I'm playing. If you don't see me on TV playing, I'm not practicing, I'm not touching a club. Spitting on golf a third time. I only try at majors. Okay, that's spitting on the PGA Tour. Okay? What about uh, six months ago, there's me and nobody else, basically Rory who? Rory was, in his opinion, not part of the conversation. There was no rivalry. Hey, Brooks, shave that stupid piece of dirt off your lip, okay? And stop looking like you're walking around in a 1970s Dirk Diggler film, okay? It looks ridiculous, and get practicing. Because look at the world golf rankings, Kepka. Look who's number one. It's Rory. It isn't you. And then yesterday, the thing that put me over the edge and why now I am snapping on him instead of giving him the pass, they asked him about being mic'd up for a PGA Tour event. This is his response, Adam. I don't understand why they want us to wear a mic. There's a boom mic that stands 10 feet away from every shot I hit. If the announcers would just shut up and listen, you could hear everything we're talking about. I don't understand what this thing is. Well, let me tell you something about announcers shutting up. Well, first of all, Adam, I've worked TV in the U.S. I've worked PGA Tour Live. If you work TV, you barely speak. It's all the money in the world and half the work. You want to work, you want to hear announcers speak, follow the radio crew around. We don't have images, video, monitors. We're constantly talking, trying to do our job. And Brooks, if the media wasn't talking and the fans weren't watching and there wasn't TV and there wasn't radio, you'd be uh, schlepping it at the local club playing for 10 bucks instead of $1.5 million to the winner each week, Kepka. So this guy, Adam, now needs to shut up and start winning. And I'm done with the disrespect with this guy. Completely done with it. All right, Case I feel better missed. now. <laughs> I feel better now, Adam. I had to get that hot. I'm going to take some oxygen. I'm going to take in some oxygen, and I'm going to give the tea to you, Scully. Yeah, well, I, I had the coffee. I got to activate the calves, and I got to step on one here. <laughs> Come on, baby. That's what I'm going to do today. Hit bombs and attack the pin so mark i gotta say this actually <laughs> works very well for radio because you, do you know who my winner is this week mark brooks kepka's my winner brooks kepka coming here we go you like that you like that <laughs> so brooks kepka has done some, some great uh donations uh he's been very generous throughout uh quarantine but one cool thing he's been doing over the last five or six days or so and people some celebrities other athletes have been posting on instagram brooks has been sending them uh gift pack uh, gift packages with uh, sort of a welcome back to sports it comes in almost like a like a shoebox and it's a part of, with one of his sponsors, Michelob Ultra. So it looks like I'm looking at one right now from uh, Jared Goff, who plays in the NFL. There are three Michelob Ultras. It looks like some popcorn, some chips in, in different bags. So, I mean, good for Brooks Kepka to do, uh, do, do this for these NFL players. And, Mark, I did actually notice on the broadcast yesterday that Kepka did shave the mustache. So he's no longer looking like Borat. Not that nice. But so, so he's looking a little more uh, normal now, I guess you could say. I got a care pack for Kepka. It's called a ball gag and Jack Nicholas golf my way. Go play golf. <laughs> my, my weird this week. Um, we've been talking about Bryson DeChambeau at length, the big bulk 
Jim Furyk said he's uh, Bryson has uh, he's increased his shirt size by two sizes over the last two months, which is just outright crazy. He's up forty to fifty pounds since September. But DeChambeau tweeted out his stock yardages now, his new stock yardages, and this is just straight up weird. Pitching wedge, hundred and sixty yards of carry. 9 iron, 175, 8 iron, 190, I could go down the list, 6 iron, 220, 4 iron, 255, 3 wood, 295, driver, 325, so that's weird, but what's even more weird is after, in the sound that we played earlier in the show from DeChambeau, he said he couldn't let out his Kraken during during <laughs> the first two rounds. Kraken, is, is that a driver? Is that a type of rum you drink? That's the only type of Kraken I've ever heard. I'm not sure if Bryson's calling himself the Kraken now. What do you think, Mark? I don't know. I love it. I see some I see some new marketing coming out for Bryson Chamwell. You got a couple you got something majorly wrong here though, Adam, that you should probably correct him on. Oh. He went up two shirt sizes. When you get bigger and more ripped as you do, your shirt size gets smaller. That's what we. What is he doing? He's got to get tighter in the shirt, not 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 bigger in the shirt. A hundred percent. He's got to get. You know, it's it's all. You know, swole is the goal. Size is the prize. You gotta you gotta really <laughs> slim down the, the 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 sleeves a little bit. I mean, Brooks Kepka is wearing like an extra small out there on the golf course for Bryson. He like he's got to maybe decrease to a medium, maybe a medium large, a combo at two hundred and forty pounds. I'm not sure if the XL or double XL, but uh, <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau, he uh, good for him. What he's doing is clearly working. But, uh, yeah, he's one shot off the lead with uh, 36 holes to go. Okay, my what this week. The European Tour has released some unbelievable videos over the past couple of years, and they released another gem this week. They called it the conference call. We've all been on these Zoom calls throughout quarantine when someone's Wi-Fi isn't working or someone's talking too much and people are talking over each other and you just can't hear what people are saying. But the European Tour hosted... A Zoom call. Martin Keimer was the main host. The other players involved, Justin Rose, Sergio Garcia, Colin Montgomery, Henrik Stenson, Tommy Fleetwood, Gary Player. A lot of great guys in this call. Padraig Harrington claimed to have some Wi-Fi issues. He was bouncing in and out. Sergio Garcia was taking the minutes and was typing very loudly, put himself <laughs> on mute. Henrik Stenson was sitting in his underwear. We've seen him uh, play shots out of the water in his underwear in the past. Tommy Fleetwood was blow-drying his hair during the Zoom call, so you couldn't hear what anyone was saying. Um, And Colin Montgomery was sitting in his car trying to avoid some mosquitoes, some flies. I highly recommend this video. I'm going to retweet it shortly after this segment. It's about six minutes long. You will laugh out loud, Mark. This is one of the better videos the European Tour has released. I saw it last night, Adam, for the first time, and uh, you're bang on. It was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. What about a bunch of beauties? All right. Uh, on the other side, a quick update on the RBC Heritage Leaderboard, and we will wrap up today's show. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by 
Adidas Golf, pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos, meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit adidas.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Shout out to uh, Justin Ambrose, one of the great PGA of Canada professionals that tune in Saturday mornings. Justin loved the <laughs> Kepka rant. Loved every minute of it. He hit us up on Twitter, Scully, and uh, I'm glad he enjoyed it. I feel a lot better after my Kepka rant, and uh, I'm I'm glad that other people uh, feel better about it too. I, I, uh, you know, I speak for a lot of people uh, with the ball gag and tell them to just go play golf. So there you go. So there, there, I'm glad. I'm glad he sh- shaved a little dirt off his lip. It was getting annoying. Has Ricky Fowler shaved the dirt off his lip, Adam? Have no. you seen that yet? I, Rick, Ricky Fowler the cut, still... Ricky. And Ricky Fowler putted cross-handed yesterday. What was up with that? He's one of the best putters on tour. He switched to cross-handed. What are you doing, Ricky? So he's cross-handed. He's got dirt on the upper lip. I don't know what's going on with Ricky, man. What is going on there? I don't know. We'll have to keep an eye on that. That's uh, some sloppy play from Ricky so far to start this this year. And if we go back to the TaylorMade driving relief Mm -hmm. uh, about four weeks ago, one could make an argument, Scully, that he was probably the sloppiest of the foursome that day as well. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's been uh, wild, wild for sure. And I, I'm actually tracking here the first round. Yeah, Ricky Fowler missed the missed the cut for the second straight week. Um, Rory McIlroy now is a three foot putt for par on the first hole. Uh, let's uh, let's hope Rory can turn it around too. All right, well, Rory is your starter. Let's re- let's refresh the listening audience's memory of Stardom Sidham. You started Rory McIlroy. He was your Stardom today. Who is your Sidham skulls? My Sidham, Johnny Vegas, and Johnny Vegas That's is right. three shots off the lead. How about you, Mark? Yeah, you had Johnny V coming off that 63 open with 70. You think you're going to see something closer to the Thursday Johnny V than the Friday Johnny Correct. V. And something hot from Rory today. Uh, I'm starting Corey Connors. I'm going Homer on this one. But this is really a continuation of of a a horn that I've been trumpeting for a couple of weeks. I don't know if you could find back-to-back weeks on the schedule that suit Corey Connors better than last week and this week. He played great last week, not the Sunday he was looking for. But if you recall, Adam, I said to you and Bob, Corey Connors and the style of game he plays, he needs to be closer to the lead on Sunday than he was last week. Corey starting four or five back, I just think it takes him out of his element. If you're four or five back, you got to make some putts early. You got to make some 20 footers and find some surprises with the flat stick in order to contend if you're four or five back on a Sunday. That's not Corey's game. Corey's game is fairways and greens. He's a plotter. Um, He's one off the lead today. If Corey can continue to be around that 90% mark in greens and reg and play that game and be either in the lead or with within one or two of the lead like he is right now to start Sunday tomorrow, which is what I anticipate, that's the type of golf I think Corey can add his second victory. I'm starting Corey Connors today. I'm sitting Matthew Fitzpatrick for the opposite side of that coin. He's smoking mirrors right now, scrambling around with a chicken with his head cut off. Good on him, 66-66. He's been brilliant when he's missed greens, but you can't play that game forever at Harbor Town. If he does it again today, I expect him to move down the leaderboard, not up the leaderboard. He is my sit-up. Remember, 20 weeks of TaylorMade continues next week. A trust putter. We're giving away a trust putter next week to anybody who follows us on Instagram 
or Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. Follow us on social media at Golf Talk Canada, and you've got a chance at a trust putter as well as 20,000 prizing throughout the summer on 20 weeks of TaylorMade. If you follow us already, you are already entered. Adam and I are back with Bob on Tuesday, 12 to 2, TSN 1050, a Tuesday edition of GTC Radio. We're back Wednesday with our video podcast on tsn.ca. Thursday, back for another edition, weekly edition of Golf Talk Canada Radio. Again, 12 to 2, TSN 1050. And back in our weekend national time slot, 8 to 10 a.m. next Saturday. Adam, closing thought on your boy, Webb Simpson. You started him before the week began. It's his first lead in quite some time through a 36-hole lead, even though he's mm-hmm. been playing well. You picked him to start the week. Does Webb get it done? Do you go March Webb right to the winner's circle this week? I'm marching Webb right to the winner's circle, leading the PGA Tour in third-round scoring average. I see Webb going out and shooting four or five under today and then closing the deal tomorrow for his second victory of the 2020 season. You heard it right there. Scully with the scoop, so to speak, of what's happening on a <laughs> nice. Saturday. One shot lead over the incredible bulk and Corey Connors. Thank you so much for listening. We're back all week. Tons of GTC coming at you. Remember, first good decision on the golf course. It always starts in the closet. Woo! This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Adidas Golf. Pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos, meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit Adidas.ca. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network.